Well, amen. Find Deuteronomy chapter 6. That's in the Old Testament. You can find it, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. So right at the beginning of your Bible, it'll be up on the screen as well. Let me thank Michael and Joanne. They are a couple from our 830 service. That's, they moved in our community from Ireland, and uh, they have been attending our early service, and they played at the early service, and I asked him if they would play for you guys. I knew you would be blessed by that, and so uh, Joanne teaches, has an art studio in Gate City, and Michael is a psychologist there. He has a practice there, and so we are really glad to have them and being here and worshiping with us at early service. We had about 100 at the early service, and so they're making room for you to invite folks to come to this service, and so thank you. Welcome all of our guests today. So good to have many of you back. We welcome those who are joining us on our live stream. I know we have folks who are traveling. And so thank you for joining us today. Let me share a couple of things coming up Saturday. George Slatt passed away. He was a former member here at Ridgeview. And they'll be receiving friends at First Baptist Church Hill, 1 to 3 on Saturday. And the funeral will be at 3 o'clock. And then we'll gather back here at Ridgeview at 6 o'clock for a benefit singing for Isabel and uh, Phillips and Banks will be here singing at six o'clock and so you plan to join us all right we have been introducing some sign language we haven't done that in the last few weeks because there's been so many special stuff going on and so two things I've wanted you to remember all year because our theme is we are family so sign language for family is this okay so never forget that one we are family and the other is together. This is the sign language for together. We have talked about we believe together, we belong together, and we're better together. Working together. One of the things you're going to see how we work together better is through Bible school. There's some sign-up sheets out there for Bible school. Bible school is coming up at the end of June, the 1st of July. And we need you to volunteer to help with our preschool Bible school, our children's Bible school. You can sign up out there. You'll be asked to do a background check. And so it doesn't matter whether you've been here 30 years or whether you're brand new. You get a background check. We'll request that as you're working with our children. We want to protect our children and our young people. Amen. And so we need your help. We're better together. So it's going to be a great week, and we're looking forward to that. And so today, our sign language is courage. And so it's something like this. I don't think Nancy's here today, so uh, I'm going to do the best I can, all right? So courage is something like this. It goes, okay? So do that. Go, okay? Courage. This is brave. Courage, all right? And so we're thinking today, remembering the courage of men and women who have gone before us. Deuteronomy is a great book. The title of the message is, What If We Forget? We've been in a series titled, What If? We're looking at the promises of God. We're looking at the, the possibilities of God and His Word. What if? And so today we're asking the question, What if we forget? In this passage in Deuteronomy chapter 6, we're going to read the first 12 verses. Moses is preparing the people for what's coming. They're going to cross over into the promised land. 
And he's preparing them for this. And Deuteronomy will lead us into the book of Joshua, where Joshua takes the leadership. He passes on the torch, Moses does, to Joshua. And Joshua leads them into the promised land. And so he's going to be preparing them, and he's going to tell them not to forget. So look here in the passage with me. Chapter 6, we'll begin with verse 1. Now this is the commandment. And these are the statues and judgments which the Lord God, your God, has commanded to teach you. Let me just say here, Deuteronomy was a book that probably most quoted by Jesus. This is the, the chapters. This is the book that he quoted when he was tempted by the enemy. When he was tempted by Satan, he quoted out of Deuteronomy. And so this is an important book as we think about it. And he begins by teaching us the importance of teaching the word of God. The importance, our church, our foundation is on Jesus and on the word of God. The importance when we gather together that we read the word of God and we teach and preach the word of God. When you're in a Sunday school class, when you're in a D group, when you gather on Wednesday nights, we say this is important to us that we are teaching the word of God. And so this is what Patrick's calling is, this is what my calling is. If you're a Sunday school teacher or a D group leader, you're a Bible school teacher, your calling is to teach the words of God. But notice what else he says. That you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess. James says, don't only be hearers of the word, but be what? Doers of the word. Not only are we to be teaching the word of God, but we're to be keeping the word of God. We're to observe them. We're to live by the authority of God's word. Young people... As you go into this life, as you go off to college, as you go out to your jobs this summer, observe God's word. Live by the authority of God's word. Verse 2. Why should we do that? That you may fear the Lord your God to keep all of his statues and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son slash daughter, and your grandson slash granddaughter all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged. Verse 3. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may, be, it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. These are promises to the people of Israel. But there are truths and principles applied to our life. There are blessings that come when we read the word of God and when we keep the word of God. When we obey the word of God, when we observe the word of God, there are blessings that come. Here he says to Israel, your days will be prolonged. It will be well with you. You'll multiply greatly. There's a blessing that comes in our life. These are blessings to Israel, but there are blessings to us. When we obey the word of God, God blesses us. When we walk in obedience, there's a blessing of God that comes with it. I personally believe if a church wants to multiply greatly, it's by teaching and preaching the word of God. My dad would always say, when I was a young preacher, I'd see him growing a church. I'd say, Dad, how do you grow a church? He'd say this. He'd say, preach God's word and love people. That simple. You know, we got all these church growth seminars, read all these books. But dad had it figured out. You preach the word of God and you love people. And that's how you will multiply greatly. So then look at verse 2, verse 4. This beautiful passage. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. We are to keep them in our hearts, written on our hearts. Verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes and you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Moms and dads, grandparents, uncles and aunts, this principle has not changed. We are to diligently teach our children the word of God. This is a principle of God's word. This is what he has instructed us to do. We as the church, we come alongside you to do this. We, we are your partners. We come alongside you and we offer Sunday school classes and we offer child care and we do Bible school and we have mission friends and RAs and GAs and we have weekday preschool and we have upward soccer. We're coming alongside you to help you as you diligently teach your children the word of God. But here's the thing. We as a church... If you bring them to worship, we get them for one hour a week. If you bring them to Sunday school, we get them two hours. If you bring them on Wednesday night, now we got them for three hours. And we're partners with you. We're going we're gonna to be your biggest supporters. But here's the thing. We may get them for three hours. You got them all week. You see, it falls on you, moms and dads. It falls on you, grandparents. Don't depend on because you, you send your kid to a Christian school, then my job's done. Don't depend on, well, I take them to church, my job's done. Your job is not done. It's just beginning. We're partners with you. We're coming alongside you. But God instructs parents and grandparents, you're to teach your children. Don't depend on somebody else. Today, there are some of you who need to renew your commitment. I'm going to teach my children the word of God. And for the first step for that to happen is you need to get into the word of God. Moms and dads, you can't teach what you're not doing yourself. Get into God's word. Daily read God's word. And then share it and pass it on to your children. You want your kids to be followers of Christ? Then you follow Christ. You want your kids to be servers and givers? Then you serve. You give. You want your children to be, to be children who are pursuing after Jesus? Then you pursue after Jesus. We're, we're to diligently teach them to our children and our grandchildren. Grandparents, uncles and aunts, if their parents aren't doing it, then you step in. You bring them to church. You teach them about Jesus. You walk alongside them. Let's all work together in partners teaching our children. Look at verse 10 now. Look what he says. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build. Houses full of all good things, which you did not feel. Hewn out wells, which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, now listen to verse 12. Then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, 
from the house of bondage. Israel, when you're living in those nice houses, when your belly's full and you're drinking that good sweet water, you got that fruit to, to eat. Don't forget who got you there. Let's pray. As we pray, remember Paisley. She's at the hospital, Children's Hospital in Johnson City. Remember all the families with the Texas shooting. Remember Caleb goes the first. Randy has surgery the second. Aaron and Sarah, the week after, uh, they'll be having their twins. And so pray for all of these and pray for the others. Uh, pray for uh, Ethan and Allison and Kayla and Tyler Megan and Chad, all the others who are having children. Lord, we thank you for the reading of your word. Jesus, we will be reminded of what you have done for us. May we hear the warning today, beware, lest we forget. May this people who are, who are gathered here online and in person, may we not forget what you have done for us. Lord, when our bellies are full, when life's going good, let us not forget. Let us not forget who brought us here and where we came from. Lord, may everything that's said today bring you glory. May your Holy Spirit be our teacher and guide our time. These are precious moments. These are eternal moments. Lord, there may be some who are listening online who are in this sanctuary who are not believers. They are not your followers. And I pray today as you invite them to follow you that they would respond in faith and repent of their sins. Lord, speak into our lives as parents, grandparents, uncles and aunts, as a church, as Americans, speak into our lives and encourage us today. Lord, be with Paisley, be with Caleb and Randy, be with the Slat family, be with all the families connected to this in Texas. Lord, be with the families who are having babies. We pray that you would bless each of them and you would watch over and care for them. Now teach us, Lord, we pray, from your word. Lord, we lift up Isabel and Eli and Caleb, our young people. We pray that you would bless them. Thank you for your word. Now teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice verse 12. That's our focus today. What if we forget... Verse 12 says, Then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. What if we forget? Interestingly, because here Moses is encouraging them, beware, lest you forget. Don't forget what God has done for you, how he brought you out of Egypt. Don't forget. You move from Deuteronomy and you move into Joshua and Joshua becomes the leader. He takes over for Moses. He passes on the torch and, and Joshua leads him into the promised land. And you go through Joshua and you go into Judges. And by Judges chapter 8, listen to verse 34. Thus the children of Israel did not remember the Lord their God who had delivered them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. Moses had given them warning. Beware. Beware. Lest you forget. 
just a couple of generations later, they'd forgot. They'd forgot all that God had done for them. Church, we're one generation away from forgetting the Lord. Do you recognize the importance of diligently instilling in our children and teaching our children the Word of God? It falls upon you. It's the most important calling that you have is to be diligently teaching your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, and your nephews. I want to take verse 12 and let it guide us in our time together as we look at three things very quickly. The first thing is this, beware lest we forget the courage of those before us. Verse 1, he said, observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess. Moses knew that if Israel was going to take the promised land, they would need courage. He says, I want you to remember what God has done for you. Because that is where your courage will come from. I want you to remember how God delivered you from Egypt. I want you to remember all the things God has done for you because that's where your courage will come from. You will need to remember that it is God who goes before you. It is God who gives you courage. You will need to remember. He says to them, remember what God has done through those who've gone before you. Remember the courage of Noah? Remember the courage of Noah to build an ark when everybody thought he was crazy? Remember the courage of Noah to preach the gospel? Even when no one would listen. Remember, remember Noah. Remember Abraham? Remember his courage? He left everything he knew to go to a place he'd never been. Remember Abraham? Remember Isaac? Jacob? Even here recently, do you remember Joseph? What God did through Joseph's life? Hey, you need courage. You need to remember. Beware lest you forget the courage of those who have gone before you. Courage. In the same manner, beware lest we forget the courage of those before us. Memorial Day weekend, this weekend we remember men and women who had courage as they went before us. Courage to stand against evil. Courage to stand against the enemy. Courage to stand and to fight. Courage to stand against tyranny and injustice. Think about our history. Think about young men and young women. Patrick read David's words to say between 18 and 30, most of, most of those who gave their life for our freedom was in that age range. Think of those young men and those young women. Beware lest we forget the courage that they had. Courage to serve when others would not. Many of us in our history, we think of Hitler and we, we think of all of those who were all the evil who were coming against the world and freedom. And there we had young men and young women who were willing to stand. Courage. Us as believers, think about the men and women who have gone before us who had courage. The road of Christianity that we are walking on, the road of following Christ, is paved with the courage of men and women through the years who have stood for the word of God. Who have stood for the cause of Christ. They had courage to stand. Uh, they had courage to stand for the word of God. They had the courage to go when no one else would go. They had courage to go where no one else would go. They had courage to stand. They had courage to stand when everyone around them was bowing a knee 
to the evil system and the evil institution of this world. And yet they stood and they had courage to stand even when they were alone. Courage to stand for the cause of Christ. Beware lest we forget those who have gone before us. As a church, beware lest we forget the courage of a handful of folks from Carter's Valley Baptist Church who would not quit. 1960s, Oak Grove began a mission which eventually led to this building right over here, the Smiley Center, which became Carter's Valley Baptist Church in the 60s. 20 years they served this community. And then after 20 years, things began to unravel and begin to fall apart. And there were some in the church who said, let's close the doors. Let's throw in the towel. Let's quit. But there was a, just a handful, and I mean a handful, who had courage to say, no, we're not going to quit. We're not going to throw in the towel. And so this handful of folks went back to Oak Grove and said, would you take us back on as a mission? And they did. Families came from Oak Grove, began to help reestablish this, this dead church. And it was replanted in January of 1994, replanted as Ridgeview Baptist Church for 28 years, going on 29 years. This church has been a lighthouse in this community. Beware lest we forget the courage of those few. The courage of those few to say no. We will not quit. Lastly, as we think about courage, beware lest we forget the courage of Jesus. Jesus was such a courageous, the most courageous Think about it. He left heaven and he came to this earth. He was born of a virgin. He took on flesh. He came knowing that he was coming to die. He came knowing that he was coming to be rejected, to be betrayed, to be tortured. But he came. The courage of Jesus. Think about it. When, he, when his ministry began and he was off in the wilderness and Satan tempted him. Hey, why don't you take the easy road? Why don't you bow down and just worship me and I'll give you all these kingdoms? Jesus had courage. And he quoted Deuteronomy and he said, no, no, I'm not going the easy route. I'm going the way of the cross. And so think about the courage of Jesus. Think about it when he faced all the religious leaders, the institutional leaders at his time, the Pharisees and the, the Sadducees and the scribes and all the religious leaders. And, and they would come against him and they'd question him and, and they would try to trick him and they would go against him. And there stood Jesus with courage. He would not back down from truth. He, he planted his feet and he stood strong on truth. Courage. Think about him in the temple. Our D group's reading through Mark right now. I was, just, I was just reading when Jesus went into the temple and he ran out the, all, the, all the money exchangers. And he said, my house is to be a house of prayer for all nations. You want to talk about a man of courage? There's a man of courage. Beware lest you forget the courage of our Savior. There he said, this is what it's supposed to be. And he stood up against injustice. Jesus and his courage. And then think about it as he stood before Pilate. Pilate was trying to give him an easy way out, but Jesus would not take it. Think of the courage Jesus has as he was beaten, tortured, mocked, rejected, headed to a cross. 
Beware lest we forget the courage of those before. Second of all, beware lest we forget the cost of those before. Verse 11, Moses says to them, you're going to be drinking out of wells which you did not dig. Moses is saying to them, you need to remember you need to remember what it costs for you what you have. You need to remember that, that you've been given, you have benefits of the sacrifice of others. He says, remember Abraham. Remember the covenant God made with Abraham and, and this sacrifice of being willing. What did it cost him? It cost him everything. He had to leave everything he knew and go to a land he had never heard of. And, and he followed God. He says, remember what it's cost. You drink it out of wells that other people have dug. You're benefiting from the cost of others. Remember what it cost. Ridgeview, let's reflect for a minute. Let us beware lest we forget the cost of our freedom. As fellow Americans, we're drinking from the well of freedom. And the well of freedom, isn't it sweet and isn't it refreshing to have freedom? Can you say amen? amen. Freedom of speech. Freedom together here in this place and to worship. Freedom to pursue our dreams. Freedom. We're drinking from this well. But for many of us in this sanctuary and listening online, we did no digging for this well. I never served the military. None of my family served the military until Jared came along and he served in the Marines. And, and, you know, we were proud of him and we began to understand what it meant to serve the sacrifice of his family, the sacrifice of him. And you, I think about those men and women. What did this well of freedom cost? It cost them everything. They gave all as they dug that well of freedom for you and for I, they gave all. Beware lest we forget what the cost of our freedom, what it cost these young men and these young women who died serving their country. It's very challenging to hear what Dave said. I wonder if tomorrow at 3 o'clock, I wonder if we could all just take a moment. Maybe we're out in the yard pitching horseshoe. Maybe we're at the lake. Maybe you're having a cookout with your family. But what at 3 o'clock tomorrow we just took a moment. And we said to our kids and our grandkids, hey, you know why we're doing this? Just to remember. Remember the men and women who gave their life for the freedom we have today. Beware lest we forget Church, beware lest we forget the faithful men and women who were martyred for the cause of Christ. You and I stand on the shoulders of men and women who gave their life for the cause of Christ. Hebrews talks about those people who were killed for their faith, crucified, sawed in half, heads cut off, burned at the stake, from the beginning till even today, there are people who are persecuted for their faith. People who have stood for the word of God. People who have gone against the, the religious institution of their time. Who have stood against the, the, the world and the society. And who have, who have said, no matter the cost, I will stand for the cause of Christ. We have brothers and sisters today who are being persecuted for their faith in other nations. In other, world, in other parts of the world today. Beware lest we forget the martyrs 
who sacrificed for the cause of Christ. The path that we walk on called Christianity, following Christ, not only is it paved with the courage of those men and women, but it's paved with their blood. Because they died for the cause of Christ. Beware lest we forget. Lastly and most importantly, beware lest we forget the sacrifice of Jesus. We think about salvation. There's only one way to be saved. And that's through Jesus Christ. Amen? It is not our good works. It is not by being a good person. It's not even by giving our life for freedom. It's not even for giving our life for the cause of Christ. Those things will not save us. Those are not what gets us to heaven. There's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. And we celebrate and remember his sacrifice today. Beware lest we forget. It's so easy when life is going good and we got the blessings of eternal life in heaven. We got the blessings of all the things of God. It's so easy for us to forget what the cost was. It cost Jesus his life. The precious, sinless Lamb of God gave his life for our sins. He willingly went to the cross and he died for us. May we reflect and remember the cost of our salvation. If you're here and you're lost today, Jesus died for you and your sins. Your sins separate you from God. Your sins put a penalty of death called hell upon your life. But Jesus came to take your sin upon him. He came to die for you. And if you will respond in faith and repent of your sins and believe in him, you can be saved today. Beware lest we forget the courage and the cost. And then lastly, beware lest we forget the call to go before others. He said in verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children. Ridgeview, the torch is now passed to us. We're called to have courage. We're to not to forget those who've had courage. Now we're to have courage. Now it's our turn. We're to we're be, have courage in this dark, evil world. Courage to stand for the word of God. Courage to stand for the cause of Christ. Courage to stand. Courage to stand in our schools. Courage to stand at our workplace. Courage to stand in our families and in our communities. We're called to stand for Christ against the enemy. Can I ask you a question? Are you willing to stand regardless of the cost? On this path that we're on is, is paved with the blood of martyrs who stood for Christ. Regardless, regardless of the price. I believe in our lifetime it's coming. I'm pretty definite it's in our kids' and our grandkids' lifetime. It's going to cost you everything to follow Christ. Are you ready to stand? Are you ready to stand regardless? Let us have courage. Let us never back down or, or bow down to this world. Because of what it will cost us. Let us have courage. Let us also dig some wells for those who follow us. We've been drinking out of wells here at Ridgeview that we didn't dig. I didn't have anything to do with any of these buildings. These ministries. I'm drinking from wells that I never dug. I'm 55 and I'm looking at another, hopefully, if, if God gives me the health, another 15 to be your pastor. I ain't going nowhere. This is it. You get tired of me, I'll go work at Walmart or something. I don't know. <laughs> 15 more years. I want to, me and Jen want to give our lives here. 
I've been asking the question, what wells am I going to dig these next 15 years? Wells that I may never drink water from. What am I going to dig for the next generation? What wells am I going to dig? What trees am I going to plant? And one of the things, as I've just been reflecting, been thinking about it, God just put on my heart, one of the things, one of the wells I'm going to dig is I'm going to be investing in young leaders. And those young men who are going to become pastors, those young, and, young men and young women who are going to become leaders in the church, teachers and missionaries. And I'm going to invest my time in these young people over the next 15 years, in young leaders. I'll pour myself into them. That's the, that's the best wells I think I can dig as a, as a pastor. So what about you? What wells are you going to dig? What about starting a new ministry? What about giving? Giving to help us dig the wells so for the next generation. You, you're giving to stuff that you may never drink from that well, but man, you're making a difference for the next generation. You can even do that when you die. You can put in your will. I want to keep digging wells even after I'm dead. I'm going to give a part of my, my, what I have left to give. I'm going to give and share with the ministry. What about serving the next generation? Helping in the preschool, digging some wells, helping in upward soccer, helping in Bible school. I'm going to dig wells. Well, plant trees. And the best thing you can ever do is share the gospel. That's a digging a well and planting a tree, planting a seed. You may never even see the fruit off of it. You may share the gospel with someone and you never know what happened until you get to heaven. And then somebody comes up to you and says, thank you. You left that track for me at that restaurant. You shared your testimony with me, how God had blessed you. You, you shared with me and lend a hand to me when my car was broke down and you talked about your faith in Christ and it made a difference. It sowed a seed. Let's dig some wells and plant some trees. Whatever the cost, let's have courage to do it. Let's have courage to do it. Well, beware lest we forget courage and the cost and the call. Stand with me for prayer. Lord, we've come to the end of the message. Now it's the work of your Holy Spirit to use your scripture and apply it to our lives. If there's any here that's lost, we pray you would draw them to you and they would respond in faith. Saved by grace through faith, I pray they would respond today and believe in you and repent of their sins and be saved. For us as believers, the torch has been passed to us. We need to be a people who are courageous, who have courage. We need to be a people who are willing to pay the cost for the cause of Christ. Hear the call. Hear the call to dig wells, plant trees that we may never drink from or eat from. Lord, speak into our lives. Accomplish your purpose. We pray in the name of Jesus.